Hello! Ahoy! Welcome to Season 3, Episode 18. Yeah? It is, 18. 18. Wow, we're nearly there. I know. We've nearly done three seasons of this garbage. <laughs> I know. Another stream table will soon be complete. Almost complete. How are you doing, Nick? I'm good. Yeah? Yes. What's the news? Any gossip? Uh, I've been on holiday this week. Uh, I've not been anywhere, but I've not been at work, so <laughs> that has like been holiday. positive. That's good. Um, yeah, so weather's been pretty good, so we've been having yeah. a good time. Excellent. We actually clapped eyes on each other this week. I know. <laughs> the first time in, well, second time in since March, I think. It was. Yeah. Mad. But it you was came, nice to see you. You came in the sat in my garden for a, for a cup of coffee. I did. And, uh, I saw yeah, the kids for the first pleasant. time in ages and... Saw your missus. It was nice. It was pleasant. It was nice to see you. They were, Things are uh, slowly getting back to normal. Ridiculously hyperactive. They're, as always. But yeah, they were. It's because they're excited to see their favourite uncle. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Exactly. I um, I was going to go straight into it then, but what are we doing? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was, yeah. <laughs> was going to comment on... To, uh, I had an update from something from last week, but we've not introduced the show We've not introduced the show, we've not done the socials, you're just, you're so keen to get started. I know. So this is the bottom of the stream where we take a film every week and we dissect it. It's always a film that's not very popular on Netflix and we find out if it's a hidden gem or not. I think that's basically what we do, isn't it? That is our premise, exactly. Shall I run through the social medias? Do it, let people know where they can find us. They can find us on Twitter at B-O-T-S underscore podcast. Or they can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash bottom of the stream. For some reason, I missed that Instagram. You can find us on Instagram. That is also at B-O-T-S underscore podcast. Uh, there's a website, www.bottomofthestream.com, where you can find every episode we've ever done and all three seasons stream tables as they currently stand. And you can also find us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash bottom of the stream is where you'll find us. There's three different tiers that you can join at. And for that, we'll give you some merch, some extra bonus episodes, uh, early access to the episodes you'll get a wild card if you come in at a certain level uh, there's a newsletter that goes out every month and I'm sure I'm forgetting something but all the good shit's on Patreon so check us out over there and we'll uh, we'll go from there yep if you can't do that then please uh, if you've got a couple of minutes leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser or on any other app or method that you use <laughs> to listen to your podcast because if you leave us some reviews it improves the algorithm and it puts us in more people's ear holes yeah definitely you've just shout it out the window yes. if you can't find anywhere to leave a review just open your window and shout it out tell the world tell your world tell your friends tell your neighbors tell your nan tell your enemies just let, let us know that we're here and that we want pe- more people in listening please 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 listen oh dear it's going to be one of them episodes awesome have you got got any netflix news uh no so what i want to talk about first okay go for it is shopping trolleys again so okay shopping trolley update so share shopping trolley news so we talked last week uh about shopping trolley theory uh, which basically says take your shopping trolley back to its little house in the supermarket uh, yep. because that makes you a good person because if you just leave it or um, abandon it in the car park then you're an absolute animal and possibly yeah. a sociopath um, yes. because there's no reason to do that absolutely so I 
pulled up to the supermarket a couple of nights ago. Yeah. And it was quite late, so it was like it was like eight o'clock or something like that. And there wasn't many people around. I saw a woman. Yeah. She just finished loading her bags into her uh boot. Yeah. That's that's trunk. Trunk for our American listeners. And she's got the trolley in her hands. She's about she's parked in line with one of these chopping trolley hutches. Yeah. And she just lets her trolley go. What? Yeah, and it just it just rolls four or five car parking spaces and crashes into the side of the hutch. What? She definitely went home and killed her husband. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> she ain't got a husband. <laughs> wow. What's wrong with people? Ah, this this world, unbelievable. Put, put your trolley back in the hutch, people. It's not difficult. <laughs> there you go. I thought you'd like that. My computer's being weird. I don't know what it's doing. It keeps What's going blibbity boom, oh, I can't hear it. It's fine. Good. That's good. Because if you can't hear it, just it's carry recording. On. I think it's because it's charging my phone up at the same time. I am. Um, I also want to say a quick word about masks. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, wear a mask. Wear a damn mask. It's the least you can do. When you're wearing your mask. Fucking pull it up over your nose. Oh, that irritates me so much. I've seen so many people, and I don't want to tar everyone with the same brush, but it's mostly people above a certain age Yeah. walking around with their nose completely uncovered. Yeah. If you're, not, if you're going to uncover your nose, you might as well not bother wearing one. Yeah. Just, just wear it and wear it properly. Check out our Instagram and our Twitter because I put a picture of me wearing one on there the other day and there's not many pictures of me on the internet. So I don't even know if you... Have you even seen that yet? Uh, yes, I saw it earlier, <laughs> just before we came on air. So yeah, if you want to see what I look like wearing a very fetching bottom of the stream mask, go and check out the Instagram, at BOTS underscore podcast. But yeah, it's not difficult. Put it over your mouth, put it over your nose. You can breathe just as well. So don't be a sap. Yeah, just don't be a fucking plum. <laughs> Don't be a plum, wear a mask. <laughs> that's the new slogan. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, that's fine. Uh, have you got any Netflix news? No, I, I wasn't oh. lying earlier. I honestly haven't got any. <laughs> I've got uh, a little bit. Unsolved Mysteries. Yes. We spoke about this briefly. We have you heard that the show has forced the police to reopen one of the cases? Oh, no. Which one? Um, you know the guy who went to the party and never came home, Alonzo Brooks? Yes. That case was reopened this week and his body was exhumed. So they're properly wow. like re-looking into it. And they're even the FBI are even offering a $100,000 reward for tips leading to an arrest. Wow. That's, so, that's good. That that's good. Impressive. Like 16 years after the original case. So I thought that was worth mentioning. Uh, if you've not seen Unsolved Mysteries, it's really, really good. And you should probably check it out. Yeah, I mean, it is good. <laughs> some of them, some of them are it, better than others. And the stories are fascinating. But... I think we mentioned this before. Yeah, well, it's in the title. Don't get expecting closure. No, there's no closure. That's why it's, it's quite exciting that something might happen with this one. It's it's just a massive prick tease of a programme, isn't it? <laughs> You'll know all about being a massive prick tease. Well, there you go. <laughs> Not so much of the massive. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> I've also got a little bit of news about 365 Days. Oh, yeah. You know, this film that's sent the world by storm sure uh 365 days is currently the top ranked movie on netflix released in the year 2020 okay it's also the most streamed movie on netflix during the month of june okay it is the third most streamed movie in the netflix top 10 era so since they've been doing top 10s it's the third most streamed movie in that era i think it's mostly this year 
it's also very close to beating both of the two that are above it. Ooh. So it could become the most streamed movie since Netflix have been doing top tens. It's spent a total of 12 days in the number one position, which is the second most ever behind Spencer Confidential, which has spent 18 days at the top, at number one. Okay. And it is the first film in Netflix history to be knocked off the number one spot and then go back. Oh, everyone loves this, Trier. It's actually done that twice. How's this? So, yeah, it's crazy how well it's doing. Have day. you watched it? No. Me neither. It does not appeal to me in the slightest, but it's doing really well on Netflix. It's a, it's a sexy film, I think, isn't it? A couple of the ladies at work have watched it. They it's, were impressed. It's also had, um, you know, it, it's courted a bit of conf- controversy for its yeah. sort of anti-feminist <laughs> yeah, it's, they, they content. Yeah, it accused of being pro-rape as well, didn't it? And things like that. But And I, I'm not... I, I think, you know, just being in that sort of mainstream news articles probably helped it sort of go back back to the top and you know but yeah, yeah it's, it's not really for me <laughs> no it's not for me either um talking of the netflix top 10 do you want to quickly run through it yeah let's do that okie dokie let me just load it up on my phone so currently in at number 10 is body fixers which is a channel 4 documentary i think yeah. it, was, it was a spin-off to tattoo fixers wasn't it it was yeah it's people who have done horrendous things to their body and want it fixed I'm really surprised at that because, you know, you can just well in the in the state uh, in the UK, sorry, you can just watch that anytime. Watch it. Yeah, watch it on all four. <laughs> this yeah. is the UK top ten, by the way. So, yeah, Tattoo Fixers was in the top ten for quite a while. Okay, but it isn't now. This is sort of like a two-year-old TV program, isn't it? Yeah, it's I think it's only just hit Netflix like recently. But yeah, it's bizarre to me as well. To be fair, uh, number nine is a film called Fatal Affair. Ever heard of it? No, it sounds very much like a Channel 5 late night TV movie sort of title. (laughs) It says, a lawyer is caught in a terrifying game of cat and mouse when a drink with an old friend escalates into an obsession that jeopardises everyone she loves. Uh, It's got Omar Epps in it. Right. He was in something I watched recently. What was that? I do not know. (laughs) I presume this is a rhetorical question for me. You're asking yourself. Oh, I mentioned him last week, didn't I? Because he was in Trick. Oh, okay. I knew I'd mentioned him recently. That confused me then. Uh, number eight is The Old Guard, another film. Have you seen this yet? No, that's uh, is that the Charlie's Theron one? Yeah. And uh, Immortal Superheroes. That's the one? Yeah. It's supposed to be I've, pretty good. It's supposed to be really good. I've added it onto my list. I just haven't got to it yet. Uh, four undying warriors who secretly protected humanity for centuries become targeted for their mysterious powers just as they discover a new immortal. Yeah, it's supposed to be good. I'll check that out. Yeah, me too. Uh, number seven is The Business of Drugs. Okay. Which is a limited series of documentaries, I think, uh, to understand the origins and true impacts of the business of drugs. A former CIA analyst investigates the economics of six illicit substances. So each one's on a different drug. Each episode's a different drug. Okay. So like cocaine, synthetics, heroin, meth, cannabis, and opioids. I have not seen that on my timeline at all, I don't think. No, nor me. Maybe it's brand new. Who knows? Unsolved Mysteries is the number six. We've mentioned that recently. Just about five minutes ago. Number five is a program called Indian Matchmaking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this uh, this caused some controversy this week because it's about arranged marriages in Amer- in India. It's a documentary and uh, they're saying that it's outdated. It's an outdated process and that this show is kind of glorifying it a little bit. So it's caused a little bit of controversy, which is probably why it's number five. Well, yeah, exactly. All, all 
press is good press and all that sort of thing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, number four is Jack Whitehall, I'm Only Joking, which is a stand-up set from Jack Whitehall. I don't mind him on a panel show. I, I, I don't know if I've seen, ever seen a stand-up show from him. I've seen a couple of his, like, what's the ones where he, um, he goes, he travels with my father. I've seen yeah. a couple of them. They were okay. His dad's really funny, though. Yeah, I, I don't see... <laughs> yeah, I'm not appealed by stand, uh, sitting him, watching him talk for an hour, personally. It's, yeah, I've, I don't know if I've ever seen his... I quite like him, like you say, and them sort of things, but I've never, I don't think I've ever seen his whole stand-up set. He's got a bit of a thing with Netflix. I don't know if he's got some sort of contract with them, but he's got a few stand-up sets on there now, and obviously travels with my father's a Netflix original series. So sure. Maybe he's a Netflix babe. Uh, number three is Down to Earth with Zac Efron. Yeah, I've I've seen this. Oh, have you? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, you've seen it all. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, all of it uh, over the last couple of weeks. I think I was I didn't mention it last week. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, but um, <laughs> but probably because we didn't go through the top ten. But yeah, I, true, I've watched it and um, it's good. He is really likable. Yeah, he's a really likable guy anyway. And he does the sort of everyman thing really well. Um, and. He asks a lot of really good questions. So it's all about uh, sustainable living, um, you know, ecology, um, green energy, uh, food. Uh, the the guy who presents it with is like a nutritionalist. Right. So, you know, it's about clean water. Um, it, uh, and they, tra- they travel all over, all over the world. That maybe makes it sound boring, but it's really entertaining. <laughs> oh, check um, it out. I, I, have, I did fancy it, so we'll have a go and see what it looks like. And and he's he's quite a couple of times he's like he doesn't sort of big time it at all. There's right. A couple of things happen. He's like, well, you know, you, you want me to do that? I'm I'm no one. I'm not what you know. <laughs> and and the guy and the people say, no, no, you're here. You're bringing you know attention to our plight, our cause. You know, you're really helping us out. And it does comes across really well. Cool. Um, and I could only uh, imagine of having the dad bod. That Zach, I <laughs> is it a dad bod? How old is he? That's what. Uh, that's what he's um, been tagged as in the uh, in the press. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. It can't. Be. It ain't that old? I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how old he is, but it doesn't seem. I don't know. I think yeah, that bod worth, might be a bit harsh on him. Yeah, it's worth checking out. Cool. I'll check it out. Uh, number two at the minute on Netflix is Fear City: New York versus the Mafia, uh, which I think is also another document. There's a lot of documentaries in this top ten. I know. <laughs> Uh, five mafia families ruled New York with a bloody fist in the 70s and 80s until a group of federal agents tried the unthinkable, taking them down. Uh, three episodes. Looks all right. If you like that sort of thing, I guess. I might check it out. Yeah, I don't know too much about that one either. No, I hadn't heard of it, to be fair. I think a lot of this is really new stuff. And currently at number one on Netflix is Cursed. All right, yeah. Uh, which is, I want to say Catherine Langford, is that her name? Yes, I think so. I um... Her new show. I have seen the trailer a lot because <laughs> it seems to be everywhere, but I've not yet watched it. I've seen the first three episodes. What do you think? I enjoy it. <laughs> I enjoy it. <laughs> I think it's all right. It's um, it's slow. There's no denying that it is pretty slow. It's Netflix again have tried to. They they want a Game of Thrones and they've wanted one for ages, and they keep making them. They made The Witcher. They've made other stuff. And now they've made this. And I think this is going to be the clo- as close as they can get to it. Okay. But it is quite slow. The first three episodes. It's ba- it's set before the like, Arthur King. What's his name? 
Merlin Arthur. and Arthur and all them. It's set before that. Okay. So she's got the sword, and she's trans. The, the story she's got transported it to Merlin, but she can wield it. I see. Yeah, it's all right. It's quite good. I've quite enjoyed it. I'll stick with it. There's, I think there's ten in this episode in this series. So I'll keep. I think, keep I think it's interesting that this kind came out like a week after Warrior Nun because they, <laughs> yeah, they sound a bit similar. Si- a bit similar. Um, <laughs> Warrior I, Nun is just a stupid name for a TV. Yeah, and I think that's, I'm probably leaning towards trying that one first. To be well, honest. you try that one. I'll try Kirst, and we'll compare okay. notes. Deal. Cool. So yeah, there's your Netflix top ten. Awesome. Have you got anything else? Have you been watching anything else? Uh, yeah, I've watched a couple of things this week. So uh, I've watched all of season one of Living With Yourself. Which oh, with been Paul on, Rudd? Yeah, which has been on the list for absolutely ages. Yeah. Um, I remember we and, talked about that when it first came out. Yeah. It was yeah. possibly like in the first season. Quite possibly. It's been there for a long time. I finally got around to it. Uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah? It's, it's not what I expected, but it's good. So... I was expecting it to be quite a light-hearted um, multiplicity. I thought I was getting multiplicity, <laughs> and I didn't. I got something that was actually quite deep. Really? Yeah, and and and, and thematically they go uh, into some quite dark places. Oh, um, right. Yeah, and it's it's quite intriguing. I have no idea if it's coming back for a second series but it definitely leaves on a bit of a cliffhanger so. oh right i've not heard if it's coming back or not I no can't help you with that one no me neither so it's not um, like a straight up sitcom oh no no it's, it's i was fully expecting it to be a sitcom and, and i'm sure that's what i the impression i had from the the trailer way back when um but no it's it's um it's definitely got big dramatic tones in it as well oh i might check it out then might check that out if that's if that's the case. And you know, it's it's a short. I can't remember eight or ten episodes, but the same. They're only sort of twenty five to thirty minutes, so right yeah. won't take you any time. Talking of short episodes, yeah. Where was I with Community last time we spoke? Uh, I th- had I just finished season two. Think so. Yeah. This time last week. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I'm halfway through season five. Okay. Wow. <laughs> no. That's good going. In my defence, season four and season five are shorter seasons. They are, They're yes. only 13 episodes. It's definitely peaked. It peaks it? at the end of season three. Yeah. And it's on its downward slide. But it's still good. It's still really good. The, I watched an episode earlier tonight that was really, really funny. And I didn't know that Jonathan Banks was in it. Oh, did you not? I didn't yeah. know that he ever... Because he replaced Chevy Chase, doesn't he? Does, he does, yeah. When they killed off Chevy Chase's car. I do miss Troy. Yeah, it was There's never been quite like, the same when Troy left. It's been like four episodes now since he left, so I do miss him. It's not quite... Kind of killed Abed's character off a little bit as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they just... They're one, aren't they? <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they're so, like one person. To not have the other one there, it definitely affected it. I mean, yeah, I think it kind of... It was fine when Pierce left, Chevy Chase yeah. left, but, but Troy was the one that... Uh, yeah. Yeah really affected it yeah i do really miss it so i but, think this time next week and the next episode i'll probably be finished it i'm sure you will yeah but no those, those first three series are just pretty magnificent they're, they're perfect yeah awesome. pretty much almost yeah almost perfect every one of the characters is really entertaining oh yeah and that's all, all you can ask fantastic all you can ask for in an ensemble sitcom yeah i really i get fascinated by sitcoms because i when you've got six or seven characters most sitcoms are based around six or seven characters like the Big Bang Theory was, Friends was, Cheers was, all that sort of thing, and I get I get really fascinated about how that 
relationship progresses and then just always just disintegrates. Yeah. <laughs> they always just fall out of each other. And it's, what, it's the death of many sitcoms. I think it is a proper art form as well because you've got... And it's, it's no wonder, you know, there's there are so few that are, that are seem to be classics because you've got 20 minutes yeah. to fit three storylines in because they yeah. usually pair off, you know. Yeah. that Everyone knows the format. But to do yeah. that and then to have it all culminate is just... And, and when Community gets it right, it's there yeah. are few better sitcoms that I've ever seen. Uh, I agree. I, I, and it just... Some of the things it tries, you know, we'll do an action movie in twenty minutes. Yeah, we'll do a yeah. we'll do a gangster movie. We'll do a war documentary. It's, yeah, they're all in there. It's, Even to the point where we're like, we'll do an animated film. We'll do puppets yeah. for an episode. We'll. It's just mad. It's really mad that they the the bravery of the writing. I'm just like, right, fuck it. We're just going to animate this one. It's like, what? <laughs> it just doesn't happen. It's it's really brave. You um, it, you know, is a real good breeding ground for some of the you know the, the russo brothers cut their teeth on community yeah and they're the you know directed the the biggest films in the history of the world um <laughs> yeah. obviously dan Harmon gone on to rick and morty and which is a very very it's kind of sounds stupid but rick and morty is very similar because it's again it doesn't take itself seriously at all and it isn't afraid to break boundaries and just do stupid shit yeah and uh, how are you getting on with Rick and Morty, by the way? You started watching that. A few yeah, I've watched, an, uh, I've watched another couple. So I, th- I think I've watched four now. Yeah, I, I, I'm getting more into it. I can, uh, Good. Yeah, I like it a lot. I'm, now I'm starting to tune into the the style and the humour. Um, yeah, I, I think I'll really enjoy it. Good. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be disappointed when I finish Community. and I can't believe I've never watched it, but I am going to need recommendations on another one okay. so if well, anybody you, wants to let me know for you, 20 minutes it come you weren't supposed to do it so quickly but there you i go. know i can't believe i have it's because i've not got a life and i don't go out anymore <laughs> <laughs> I just sit and watch them all um the only other thing i've watched this week is hereditary yeah i heard a lot of good things about hereditary um like it's the scariest film ever made and it's like the rebirth of modern horror and it's not it's arty farty garbage i did not enjoy it at all okay i've not seen it but i'll take your word for it it's just i don't know everything about it says that i should enjoy it but i didn't at all i just couldn't couldn't get the the ending is awful i just don't and it isn't scary i might be desensitized to horror films because i've seen so many of them but i know a scary film when i see one or i'd like to think i do yeah and this is not it no okay <laughs> i didn't think so anyway. but the little girl gets her head chopped off i thought that was quite fun <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no not for me so yeah don't check out hereditary okay unless, I won't. You, unless you like it and then let me know why i should have liked it and just talk to me about it so yeah. you tell me why i'm wrong send all your rage mail to add <laughs> yeah uh, send it my way i have one more thing oh okay so uh it's a program called southern survival outdoor gear tested <laughs> <laughs> Right, that sounds like a YouTube channel. And it may have started off like that. It is basically a load of rednecks testing camping and survival gear. They'll do okay. it with they'll do it with like flamethrowers, and <laughs> it's it like, sounds amazing. Yeah, so you know they tested. So the first episode is about fire. So they're testing smoke masks, and they'll so they trap themselves in a burning building, um, and they they were testing like collapsible ladders. Um, matches that don't go out in water. What's the best suit to get burned alive in? 
<laughs> so, yeah. So uh, it was a very fun half an hour. So I'm going to watch the rest of them definitely. I've never even heard of that. No, I, I don't even know how it came up, but it was uh, quite a laugh. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll look into that, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. Uh, you ready to talk about this week's film? Yes. We're quite a long way in now, and we've not even mentioned what it is yet. Cool. So this week we watched a film called Bon Cop, Bad Cop, oui. which, <laughs> which is from 2006. It is 15. No, oh, it's not 15. It is A15. It's on for one hour and 56 minutes. It's currently rated at 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, it is both in French and in English and obviously subtitled. And also not. And also not. Yeah. I don't know. If you watch it in French, do you think the French isn't subtitled and the English is? I presume there would have to be a, a reverse version. Yeah. So I, I was surprised the whole. They might as well just subtitle the whole thing, and then I wouldn't need to. <laughs> it stars a guy called Colm Fury. I'm going with that. Are you happy with that? Yeah, 100. He's even. He's got a really difficult name to pronounce, and he's the English guy, or the American <laughs> Canadian guy. Um, his name. He plays a character called Martin. He's probably most famous. He was in 24. Yeah, I definitely recognise his face. He plays a guy called Henry Taylor yeah. in 24. He was also in the Chicago film from early on, early 2000s. Yeah, and he's in the Chronicles of Riddick. I've seen all of those. So that's probably why you recognise yep. him. <laughs> I recognise him straight away from 24, so he must have been quite a big character in that. Um, also stars Patrick Huard. 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 This guy is French. His name's he plays a character called David. Uh, looking through his IMDb, he's been in a lot of stuff, but nothing I've heard of, so I imagine a lot of French-Canadian stuff, have French you, stuff. Can I just stop you for a sec? Have you called them Martin and David all the way through? Yes. Ah, because I've gone surnames. <laughs> <laughs> so this might get confused oh wow why have you got surnames because that's why they called each other oh okay <laughs> this is going to get confusing because they're like detectives aren't they true it's fine okay. we'll work it out it'll be fine Go, give me Martin's surname Ward Martin Ward and David Bouchard Bouchard um, I've got a bit of a fact about this film as well sure um, in October 2006 when it was released it ended you know Porky's the film I do yeah that it ended its 24-year reign as the highest-grossing Canadian film in the Canadian box office. Wow, I did not know Porky's <laughs> was a Canadian film. Porky's is a Canadian film, but for 24 years was the highest-grossing Canadian film in Canada. That is a great fact. Um, it, it was, Bond Cop, Bad Cop was later knocked off that perch by a Resident Evil Afterlife. That is <laughs> less cool. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so at one point this was the highest-grossing Canadian film in Canada, in Canadian box office history. Wow. Crazy. Have we got one word review for it? <laughs> no, I hadn't thought of that. Uh, <laughs> bleached. Bleached. They've, they've bleached it, haven't they? Yeah, massively. Like so, it's all done with the sort of green tinge. Yeah, I know like, exactly what you mean. Did you think you were, did you feel like you were watching an eighties cop show at one at some points? A little bit. I presume some of that was by design. I've got yeah, a, a, a few comments on that. Uh, but yeah, it was. Yeah, it was going for a bit of a retro vibe, I think. Yeah, it was. So, where does this film start? Um, we have some sports chat on the radio. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's, there's a radio phone in, isn't there? And yep. it's basically talking about a rumour that is going around that one of the Canadian ice hockey teams is going to move to America. Yeah. Um, and one of the big cities in Canada, uh, although we don't know which one yet, is going to lose yep. their hockey team. Yeah. Um, 
whilst this is going on the radio though you've got a guy in a hockey mask so yeah very so far so jason Voorhees. <laughs> yeah uh, and he is oh. he is tattooing a yep. man in a suit yeah it doesn't look like he wants to be there he was asleep to start with, wasn't he? Yes, he, like he was, he was unconscious sort of to start. Came round, came round, and the tattooist showed him his face, and he kind of recognised this. The man recognised him instantly. Yeah, and but then he kind of just freaked out, and the tattoo was finished, and then he whacks him with a hockey stick. He does, yeah. Does he kill him? Yeah, he does kill him. Obviously. Yeah, I don't. I, we only <laughs> see one shot, but uh, one shot to the head. But yeah, the guy, the guy's gone. Yeah, talk about a slap uh, shot. <laughs> There's going to be loads of hockey stuff in this, and isn't there? I have no idea about hockey. <laughs> I didn't. You mentioned straight away though that there's a phone in about hockey. I got nearly an hour into this film, and I didn't even realise it was about hockey. <laughs> <laughs> it's so very difficult. That's... I hate it. Go on. No, I was just going to say that is a fair comment because it isn't outright. So the motive doesn't outright come out until about halfway through the film. Yeah, and a lot of that is just you pick up it's the background chat because it's on things like radios and tvs in the background yeah. and we might have it's fair to say it was difficult to tune into this movie for the first 10 minutes because yeah there's people talking in english there's people talking in french some people are subtitled some people aren't subtitled some people are talking in english and french and yeah. I, I was absolutely fine with it but it did take a few minutes just to tune into the pace of it because it's fast it is really fast. The like the the I hate this word, but the banter <laughs> and sort of the back and forth is really quick. There's a scene comes up quite early on with the medical examiner. Yeah, I was like, I have no idea. So um, when you, when you're trying to make notes, <laughs> I can't even as well, read that fast. Yeah, that was going to be my point. I, it's tricky. I, it's really tough when we do subtitled films. We've done a few now, but this is probably the one with the most dialogue. Yeah, because we did. Mirage. No, was Mirage dubbed? Uh, yeah, that was dubbed. Mirage was dubbed. Revenger was subtitled, wasn't it? Yes. Was there another one? I'm forgetting. Possibly. I'm sure there will be. Possibly, but this is definitely the one that's had the most dialogue to, to uh, read the, and write at the same time. The Rock, Paper, Scissors movie, that was subtitled. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, Animal World. Yep. Yep, you're right. But the, again, there wasn't a lot of dialogue in that and you could kind of keep pace with it. This one was so fast. I was like... I had to make the choice of either watch the film, understand what the film's about, or make notes so we can talk about it. So I decided to make notes, and I guarantee I've missed great big chunks of the plot <laughs> in this film. Guarantee it. Okay. So we'll be, I'm going to struggle we'll through fine. it. If I miss anything, just pick me up and talk me through it. We cut from the title card to a man who's hiding in his suit. Uh, this is Martin, the Ward. Canadian. <laughs> Martin Ward, who is, he speaks English, but he is Canadian. They live right on the border, don't they, of Canada and French Canada. <laughs> so, yeah, so Ward is a detective in uh, the Ontario police. So yeah. that is Toronto and the surrounding yeah. area. And he is English as a first language. Yeah. And, yeah, he's he's ironing his shirt and he's got a kid. Uh, yes. He's a teenager. Yeah, 15 years old. He's a 15-year-old DJ, his kid. So they talk about DJ sets and stuff. Did you recognise the kid? No. He is in Scream 4. Okay, not seen it. And he's in Saw 2. I have seen that. He's <laughs> been young. Yeah, well, he would have been. But he was... Saw 2 is probably around this sort of time period, though. Oh, of course, this is old, yeah. Because this, this is old. This is like 14 <laughs> years old. I forgot but how time works. Do you remember Donnie Wahlberg? 
Is it Donnie Wahlberg in Saw 2? It is, yeah. His son got locked in a safe. Yeah. That's the lad. That's oh, who okay. he is. And have you seen, you've not seen Scream 4? No. Well, he's the guy who does all the video vlogging in Scream right. 4. Okay. Uh, no spoilers for Scream 4. Should I spoil Scream 4? No, I'm not going to. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, cut from that family, because that's like an early morning interaction for that fact to introduce yeah, so, to that family. Yeah, they also have Auntie Iris. Yes. Who goes and babysits uh, the kid. Yeah, even though he's 15. Yeah. He's kind of, she's kind of like the cool auntie, though. She's Martin's sister. Yeah. Um, cut from that family to the French side of the film. I'm gonna. There's a French side and an English side to this film. That's the only way you can describe it, isn't it? They're also having breakfast. They are a man who is David Bouchard. Bouchard? Cool. Yep. Um, his ex-wife, who he still lives with, and his daughter. Correct. Obviously. Um, um, can I just say... I love it when we erm at the same time. <laughs> it happens quite so a lot. Bouchard was making French toast for breakfast. Yeah. Is it not just toast? Good point. To him. <laughs> Good point. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so, I mean, do the French French kiss? Or is that just kissing? Does anybody French kiss anymore? Who knows? Uh, well, you've not asked for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you for a while. Bouchard's daughter... I will try and stick with surnames just to help you out. Uh, Bouchard's daughter decided that she has decided that she wants her belly button pierced. So there's a bit of a... She's what? What would you say she is? 12? That's a, but, uh, but, yeah, I would have said a bit younger. Who knows? I would have said a bit younger. 12, 13 maybe. So they have a bit of a family tiff about that. It's all in good taste, good, good nature, though, isn't it? There's not, nobody's that angry. Sure. She's definitely not going to be able to get it done, but she kind of knew that when she brought it up, I think. Um, suddenly, though, he gets a phone call and he gets called into work, even though it's his day off. And we get one of these... I've, I've written 80s cop show driving montage. Yeah. Because it's like fast-paced driving, fast cuts. Like You can tell the camera's sped up. There's like plinky-plonky music going on over the top of it. And he pulls up at his crime scene, or a crime scene. So, I'll just point out here, so Ward is, like, buttoned up, shirt, suit, tie, and Bouchard is, like, rough, stubbly, leather jacket. They've always got a fag on. Yeah. So, so that's what we're dealing with here, straight away. Yeah, and he gets to this crime scene, and they meet for the first time, because they are over the border sign, I guess. Well, yep, they're standing the, at the sign of the border between their two... Yeah, so it's the border between Ontario and Quebec. Yep, and there is a dead man draped over the top of the sign. Yes. <laughs> they have a... They, they meet straight away and they instantly start arguing because they have to decide whose crime scene it is because obviously it's in both jurisdictions. I thought this was really funny. <laughs> so I, by this time I've tuned into it and... and they are whip cracking with each other straight yeah. away. Yeah, they are. And so, so one of them's like, "Well, you know, it's our case because, you know, if you're, I can't remember what sport he gives as an example. You know, if your foot crosses the line in tennis, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, your foot crosses the line, then, then you know, you're right. in. Yeah. Uh, so that's our. And the other guy's like, "No, no. If it's a running race, it's it's when you dip your head. So it's ours. Yeah. Um, and they're, and they're both sort of saying, "Who wants the case, aren't they? Yeah. Um, to which point they climb either side of this border sign. Yeah, they get a ladder and, each, don't they? And they end up hanging off this dead body. <laughs> yeah, for some reason the ladders both fall at the same time. Uh, yeah. And to, to to steady themselves, they grab hold of their side of the body and it splits in half. It does. Um, they fall to the ground. So they've got half a body each now, which makes their predicament much more difficult. Yeah. 
cut to the office and both of their captains are there now. Yeah. So again, we've got a, a French captain and a... I keep going to say English, but it's not, is it? It's Canadian. Canadian, but not French-Canadian. So they've got a well, if we say in Canadian, it means they're speaking English. So they've got a Canadian captain and a French captain, and obviously those two in the office. So it's it's chaos because everybody's I, trying to shout over each other. Th- right, this was really funny as well. So just like this was almost like a, a a skit. So you've got Bouchard who can speak French and English. Yeah. Ward can speak English and French. Yeah. The French chief can speak. <laughs> French and a little bit of English and then uh, the Canadian chief can only speak English and then there's about five minutes of all these it's it's really I can't make it sound funny in my description but they're sort of back and forth about who's speaking in which language which language do they have to pick yeah and and the French guy is the French chief is like doesn't know that Ward can speak French, and there's all this back and forth. I just I just thought it was so well written. It was it was yeah. really that was one of the highlights of the film that bit, and it is it's hectic because there's subtitles in bits of it, and there's not subtitles in bits of it, and then there's people shouting in English, and then half a sentence will be in English, and the other half will be in French. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. But basically, I think go on. I was just gonna say this is it's what I like about the show because there is no way I would have gone anywhere near this. No. But I've watched this because of the show, and it was at points it was really funny. And I think, you know, if you were a, a Canadian or a French Canadian, this must have been absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I just, I just like, I think language is fascinating anyway, and I, I thought it was a really good scene. Agreed. Yeah, it was. It was probably one of the best scenes in it. At the end of all this arguing, it turns out that they've got to work together on the case. They've been partnered up, basically. Sure. And both their captains agree that that's the only way they can resolve it. So we've we've what we've got here is a reluctant buddy cop film. Sure, so they, they've they're being forced to work together by their unruly captains. Cut to a car park, and there's another man in a suit walking through the car park. He's on the phone, and a guy a guy in a hockey mask comes up and kidnaps him. He does. We get that. It's a very brief scene, isn't it? it doesn't that? Yeah, yeah. Not like two. It's literally just that. Yeah, he abducts the hell out of him. Yeah. And then we cut to the scene I mentioned earlier with the... I guess he's a medical examiner. He he's is, the yeah. guy doing the autopsy on the body. Now, he's very uh, <laughs> early noughties. Yeah. He looks like he'd listen to new metal. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> and he speaks faster than anybody I've ever met in my life. I texted you whilst I was watching this scene. I was like, who knew the French spoke so fast? I cannot do this scene just to say that. It was <laughs> hilarious again. <laughs> Because so, the the medical examiner is talking so fast, and Ward's trying to keep up with it, um, and he, he just can't. He's he's like a fit, bit of a fish out of water. Yeah. Um, but but basically, he finds a tattoo, doesn't he, on the on the dead body? Yeah. Uh, so this is this is the guy, um, and uh, who who they found on top of the sign. Yeah. Uh, and the guy says, "Well, I must have fallen out of a helicopter to have this damage." That this was the um, scene where. I could I didn't write anything during this scene because I was just reading the subtitles at such a pace and then I thought I'll pause it at the end of the scene and I'll write some notes then because it was really entertaining as well the way he was talking because he was, was like he's yeah. fallen from a helicopter and he just said that as if it was like common knowledge and it was obvious that he'd fallen from a helicopter and Martin gives him a look as if to say explain yourself why has he fallen from a helicopter and he goes through literally every other form of aviation and why it can't have been that it like, does, yeah. He can't have fallen from a plane, it's too fast, he, or it's too high. He can't have fallen from a high air balloon, he wouldn't have had the velocity. And it goes through ten, five or ten things in like 20 seconds. 
<laughs> it's like it was it was a really well written bit of script. I thought this film was um, really and, good early on. And they find uh, a tattoo on the guy's arm. Yes, uh, and some some of it is bleeding and some of it isn't. Yeah. So what the medical examiner has deduced is that um, part of this tattoo was done before death yeah. and part of it was done after. Yes. What's the tattoo um, of? It's of a fleur de lis. Yes. Which is the emblem of the ice hockey team uh, in Montreal. Yes. Um, and I believe this guy was the owner of that team. Yeah. Or an executive of. Yeah, I think that's what they were telling us at that point. Um, they decide now that they need to head to the airport because they need to find this helicopter. Yeah. Um, so they do. And David drives like a crazy person. Martin nearly froze up. That's quite a funny little scene. Um, and they decide, when they get there, they decide that there's, they should have a rule that when they're in Quebec, they should speak in French. And when they're in Ontario, they should speak in English. Yes. So that's the rule that they've come to. Which makes sense, I guess. They find out that this there's a guy who took a helicopter out on the day. His name's Luke Terrien. Yeah, and the woman who they're talking to, so the receptionist. Yeah. She's got like a massive wide on for Bouchard. <laughs> she really has. Don't say massive wide on. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, she has. Am I, am I wrong? No. Um, never. And and they sort of get what they need from her. And she says, oh, before you go, can I have your number? You know, just in case I remember anything else. Yeah. And uh, he says, sure, sure. And she goes, this is my number. It's nine. She's like, yeah. One. Yeah. <laughs> One. <laughs> and that really made me laugh as well. <laughs> so, yeah, she gives them this name and they head, they head to like a bar, don't they, to try and find him. Yeah, you know, the I think he helicopter lives, pilot bar. Yeah, he lives. I think he lives in a motel that's attached to the bar. I think that's how they worked it out. Um, for some reason, Martin decides to go in alone and tells David to wait outside. Yeah, because they're both still posturing, aren't they? Yeah, trying to, trying to one I'm the bigger him. man. Yeah. yeah. So he does. Martin goes in alone. And he doesn't really get anywhere. And there's a bit of a montage of David getting restless outside. So he eventually does walk in. And he's like unnoticed and just starts playing pool with some guys. Yeah. Does Martin meet the guy? Yeah, he does. He meets the guy, doesn't he? Luke, yeah, he's, he um, Luke sits Carrion. next to him at the bar, doesn't he? Yeah. And he starts asking him some questions. And he ends up in a fight. Yeah. <laughs> they end up fighting each other. And it gets to the point where Martin's being beaten in this fight and he needs some help. So he, he's noticed now that Bouchard's in the bar with him, so he calls him for some help. And he won't do it. Yeah, so he, he's reluctant they, to start with. They do this funny gag, don't they? So, yeah. like, Martin Ward's getting the absolute shit kicked out of him, and Bouchard's like, ah, he doesn't need me yet. Yeah. He doesn't need me yet. And uh, eventually steps in and helps him, and then they kind of reverse it, yeah. don't they? So David's and getting then, beaten and beaten, and Martin's trying yeah. to chat up the barmaid. Yeah, exactly. So, and again, eventually he I, calls I, for help, and yeah. It was quite. I, I thought. I think it was a lot of rewarding stuff, and this this film was far funnier than I thought. I I was not expecting it to be this funny. Yeah. Um, I, and I thought it it really made me laugh out loud quite a few times. <laughs> I personally think it loses that a little bit as it goes on. Well, I will come on to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course, but yeah. but I, I I thought he's you know there was good chemistry the first, certainly at this point. The, yeah, the first hour is is very funny. Um, eventually they overpower this guy because this guy's quite a big guy. Yeah, and they, Martin gets a gun to his head, so he gives in, and they try and get him in the boot of his car, of David's car, but they can't get the lid shut because he's such a big guy, and he's got his legs stuck out, and that's quite funny as well. 
Yeah, there's a bit of a slapstick. Oh, I can't get him in the trunk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whilst he's in the trunk, they go to David da- David's daughter's ballet recital. Some, some... So all all the time they're trying to put him in the trunk. There then there's now this comedy riff on like uh, French language yeah. and verbs and past participles <laughs> and all this sort of thing. I'm like, oh, I remember this from school. <laughs> but and Bouchard is basically explaining to uh, Ward that they use the word fuck as an adjective, as a verb, as a name. You you know yeah. you've got that old that famous sentence where it's like you know, the fucking fuckers fucking fucked. Yeah. So you've used it as all these terms and, and it's basically telling him that, but in French. <laughs> and they head off to this ballet recital, don't they, for David's daughter. David's like a doting father. He was not going to miss this ballet recital. So they, they head there and this guy's still in the boot of his car. Yeah. They leave him in the boot of the car whilst the, him and Martin go into this ballet recital together and they meet David's ex-wife, who is Susie. Yeah. She's already there. Awards starts like chatting, chatting her up. Immediately. Yeah. After the recital, they kind of meet up, and it it culminates in Martin being invited for dinner. Yeah. Uh, David Bouchard is not very um, doesn't really want him to come for dinner, so he tries to talk him out of it. And as they're walking out the concert hall, I guess um, they notice his car's being towed away, which is not a good thing because it's got a body in the boot or a guy in the boot. Yeah, because he because Bouchard had parked across like three disabled yeah. spaces because yeah. you know he's a maverick. Yeah. <laughs> so they they chase this tow truck down. And they're like they're screaming, "We're the police! Stop! Stop! Police! It's all it and all this." So the the truck does stop. It pulls over, and then suddenly it explodes. Yeah, and the car goes up in flames with the guy. Massively the explodes. Yeah. So they argue about shit. What do we do now? We maybe just killed this guy. They, it eventually becomes clear that David needs some. He, he asks him for twenty four hours, doesn't he? He's like, "Give me twenty four yeah, hours says- to figure out what's going on." Yeah. And then you can report it after that. So that's fair enough. So they go for dinner at David's house. This is where I've put, turns out they're exes who live together. Uh, David tells a kind of a, a story of how his wife left him. Uh, so that's Martin. Oh, is yeah. it Martin? So, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah so right. uh, Ward, Ward's wife uh, left him for a rich guy. Yeah. He, he says he's basically a member of the royal family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he calls him a pseudo prince or something. Uh, yeah, it? yeah. Um, after the dinner, they invite Martin to stay over the night because they've got to be up early the next morning to keep going on the case. So Bouchard's like not impressed again, but he goes with it. Yeah, so they decide they're going to go to Terry Ann's house. Yes. You've even put in the perp's name in surname for him. <laughs> uh, yeah, they go to his house, but they don't have a warrant. So to start with, they're kind of waiting outside. Yeah, because, you know, we've seen this in a million cop films. So Ward is like, yeah, we've got to wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait till the warrant's here. Yeah. And Bouchard's like, nah, I think there's someone in there in distress. Yeah. We're going in. They break the window, opens the door, goes in. Instantly, they, there's lots of hockey masks on the wall. Lots of hockey paraphernalia on the wall. Yeah. And there's a tattoo chair and there's a tattoo gun. So they're in the right place or it would seem we're like we're on the right the, track. We're yeah, certainly on sure. the right track. Yeah. It uh, turns out this guy, Luke Terrion, was a goalkeeper for Quebec. Yeah. Is that how I understood that? That's... I think so. <laughs> David goes downstairs, Bouchard goes downstairs to, and he finds a cannabis farm. Yes. Got lots of cannabis plants downstairs in the basement. Martin heads upstairs and he finds the guy that, that from earlier that was kidnapped. Yeah. He's tied to the bed. Was he dead? He's dead. He is dead. Yeah, he was dead. Yeah. Suddenly, Bouchard walks through a laser. Yeah, he sets off a tripwire. Sets off a laser tripwire, and the whole room explodes. 
the cannabis yeah, it's like farm. Like Tao, the uh, <laughs> yeah, self-destructs. <laughs> Uh, there's a huge explosion. All the cannabis goes up in smoke. David finds a bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was great as well. So he, get, he, he upturns this bath and he's, you know, this all this weed's burning around yeah. him. And he's he's using the plug hole as as a windscreen, <laughs> trying to find his way out of this burning base. He's basement. crawling around with it on his back like a... And he's bumping into tables yeah. and bits of wood. And it's quite... Almost slapstick. Yeah, it was. It was a little bit silly at that point, but it was quite funny. And he tried. He got. He's got his gun, doesn't he? And he, when he gets to the door, he has to shoot the lock off. Yeah. So he fires his gun and nearly deafens himself with like the yeah, reverb was, inside the bat. I like that. That was yeah. funny. Um, and he misses. He shoots like six or seven times and misses it every single time. Um, Martin, and then he tries the door and it opens. Yeah. <laughs> but meanwhile, Martin unties the body and manages to carry it halfway down the stairs. But eventually, they get out. They get outside together, um, but they've had to leave the body behind. In this yeah. burning house, because they couldn't get it out, so they've they've left that in the burning house. Ward's managed to get a couple of photos, hasn't he? Yeah. That again, this guy's been tattooed. Yeah, but that's now two bodies that have gone up in smoke in this film, or yeah. two people that have gone up in smoke in the, in this film. Uh, talking of smoke, they're both now completely stoned out of their face uh, yeah. because they've just been in this room full of burning cannabis, and they just get the giggles. They start giggling at each other for ages. They head back to the captain's office. The French yeah. French captain's office. And and this is again, it's it's something you've seen a million times. It is literally like yeah, I can even picture Homer Simpson watching TV <laughs> and it's like, you tell that stupid chief because that's what's happening. Yeah. And the chief's like chewing them out and they've just got the giggles because they're they're high yeah, as a kite. He's, he's raging this captain, isn't he? He's yeah. apoplectic. And uh, it is that is really funny. There's a lot of this film that is really funny at the beginning but they can't stop giggling they're laughing and laughing and laughing it's really funny and they figure case closed they found the perp who they believe now is the guy who did it this Luke Darian and they found the place where it was and they found the guy who'd been kidnapped that's the end of the case so Martin decides he needs to go home well yeah it's partly go home partly sent home isn't yeah he? the the chief both the chiefs are like well that's it partnership's over yeah you're you're going back to Ontario so he does he heads he gets the taxi to the airport and heads back to Ontario um now it cuts now, and I don't know if it, some time passes. I didn't like this. No, I didn't. So it, it was very. They, it was really clumsily done. It was like watching a TV show, and then the next episode starts. Yeah, <laughs> it was just because we, we so they've just split up. Yeah, uh, Ward's gone back home, and then suddenly the the screen fades back up, and Ward's at a new crime scene. Yeah, and Bouchard pulls onto the driveway. Yeah, and it you've no idea how long's passed. No. But it feels like some time, it's been some time since they've met each other or seen each other. Yeah. And anyway, there's another another scene. There's another crime scene. There's a dead lady now. Uh, it turns out she was an agent, talent agent, hockey agent. Yeah, she was the only female hockey agent, yeah. apparently. And she also has a fresh tattoo, which I think is why he's got David involved, because he's obviously now this is part of the same case. Yeah. Do they say at this point that the tattoo is a clue to the next victim? Yeah, because the second guy had... Colorado tattooed on him. Yeah. Uh, and then this hockey agent had Philadelphia right. tattooed, except Philadelphia was missing an L and an A. Right. So that then makes them think that... Um, the next crime is going to be an LA. Yeah, or is to do with the LA um, hockey owner. Team. Okay. This is where um, I picked up that something to do with hockey was going on here. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I think he's going to... He's Yeah, it's one of the... Is interested in buying one of these hockey teams, right, I think. Okay. 
Um, cut from there, they head to a TV studio. Um, there's like one of these sports desk TV shows going on. Yeah, so the the guy who owns, again, another uh, Canadian hockey team is due to come on this sports show yeah. to like do an interview. And, but he hasn't showed and, up. Yeah, correct. So somehow, through comedy of errors, David and Martin end up on this show. On, on live TV. It's like a phone-in show, isn't it? So It is, yeah. It's one of these like ESPN... Yeah, you've got a loud... A big, loud, um, brash ob- TV Obnoxious host. sports presenter. Yeah. With, uh, yeah, with calling guests. Okay, and the phone rings, and the guy the guy who were on the other end of the phone, the guy who's called up, turns out to be the guy they're after, the killer. Yeah. The tattoo killer, as he's been dubbed at this point. Because he basically says, he says to them, uh, yeah, the reason the guy's not shown up is because he's in my chair. <laughs> yeah, on live TV. So this doesn't go down very well, because... That Martin wants the phone call ended because this isn't a good thing to be broadcast on live TV. David kind of goes with it to start with, but then he agrees and he's like, yeah, hang this phone up. And they end up fighting with the TV so host. They're, they're verbally arguing with the killer on the phone and then the TV host, they end up getting a physical altercation. On live TV. Yeah. And it ends with David right up into the, into the camera and he gives out his personal mobile number. He and he's like, it. stop calling me through TV shows. Call me on my mobile. And But then the killer does. The, he does, yeah, straight away. As soon as they're <laughs> as off. Soon as well, they're, yeah, off they're out back in the corridor, yeah. Um, and he says, I've got the next victim. That's pretty much it. That's all. They don't, you don't really get anything else from that conversation, do you? Yeah, he's like... Um, he, he basically tells them that he's at whatever the arena is, doesn't he, is this team. Yeah. Um, and that the... the the guy is on ice or something like that this is the point i'm losing this at this point because i'm like there's too much going on now and i can't write and so i've got big gaps missing here i'm sure i have but i'll do my best so so they go from the tv studio to like the um arena yeah ice hockey stadium arena (laughs) place i think it's an arena you don't have stadiums they find a couple of guys in the boot of a car don't they they do yeah and a tattoo gun in the front of the car and it turns out these guys are the zamboni drivers Yes. I love that word. I think Zamboni is a great word. Uh, was it invented by, like, John Zamboni? I don't know. No, me neither. Maybe it was invented by Zamboni. <laughs> Sam Boney. Sam Boney. <laughs> what happens then? They have a bit of a chase with a guy in a mask. Yeah, so they, um, when the, the killer called, he said, um, this, so this executive they're looking for, he says, oh, yeah, I've got him on ice. Then they find the guys who, uh, are the Zamboni riders. Yeah. So th- they're now looking for the Zamboni. Yeah. Um, and as they, they approach it, they see that the killer or someone in a mask is tying a body to the bottom of the Zamboni. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So Bouchard chases chases the guy sort of through the halls of the arena. Do they catch him? Uh, and he, he ends up getting knocked out. He gets, like, clotheslined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the, the guy escapes. I haven't written any of this down. That's really bad, isn't it? Um, yeah, he does. He escapes. He gets away. I'm just remembering the film now as we're talking rather than reading notes. So they go, they go out to the dead body of the executive who's, who's sort of tied to the Zamboni. And uh, he's he's been tattooed uh, on his... I think it's on his neck. Yeah. Uh, and his tattoo is a large apple. <laughs> so where does that mean? 
Or a big apple, if you will. <laughs> yeah, so they think it's it's heading to New York next, or the next victim's yeah. going to be in New York. From that point, that's where I, I wrote back down again. So from that point, Martin invites David over for dinner now. So we've got a bit of a um, mirror image of what went on earlier, I guess. So I quite like the structure. So you're, the second half of the film is the mirror of the first half. Yeah. But you're just flipping it. So this time you've got Bouchard is the visitor yeah. into uh, into Ward's life. Yeah. Um, it's a bit gimmicky, but I thought it worked quite <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, fair enough. Um, he, so obviously he meets the son and the sister, Martin's sister. Yeah. Uh, he flirts massively with Martin's sister. I think mainly as a retaliation because Martin was flirting with his ex-wife a little bit. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately for Martin, uh, Iris, his sister, is more than uh, accommodating <laughs> to this flirt. Very much so. They uh, head to the bone zone. They're basically just like eye-fucking at the dinner table. <laughs> and then actual fucking in her bedroom later on. Yeah. Um, while they are doing the naughty, uh, a man in a mask breaks into the house. Yes. Martin interrupts him and starts fighting with him. All the while, this is cut with David boning Iris at the same time. Oh, yeah, it's that old sort of uh, he's compl- violence intercut inter- yeah. with sex. And he's completely missing what, all the action that's going on. Uh, Martin gets starts to get beaten down by this guy a little bit, doesn't he? And then his son kicks off and yeah, saves the day. To, like, he manages to get the mask off him and it's, uh, it's Telia yeah, the mask, the, so the, the helicopter pilot. The guy who they thought was dead um, earlier. Yeah, who they thought was in the boot of their car. Yeah. And yeah, you're right, uh, Ward's son... Um, Sort of, does he crack him on the back of the yeah, head? Yeah, hits him on the remember. back of the head with something and saves the day, basically, saves his dad. So they run upstairs. They, it's not upstairs. It's like a separate... I, I don't think they were anywhere near the same place. So I, really? I think they. Yeah, I think Bouchard had gone back to Iris's apartment. Oh, I thought they were... <laughs> I thought they were in the well, same sort I could, of... I could be wrong. I thought it was like I a granny annex, but I might yeah. be wrong. Anyway, they both Martin and his son go there and they get David. They tell him that, basically, Terrian's alive and he wasn't in the car. And... So David rings the medical examiner. We meet him again. Yeah. It's very convenient because he's like, oh, I've just finished putting the body back together. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's like, basically, I've done a human jigsaw. Yeah. And it turns out that the body in David's car was a lady. Yes. Who turned out to be the barmaid. Correct. From the bar that they were in earlier. At this point now, they realize that they're being targeted as well as whatever's going on. So David calls his ex, Sadie. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think I got her name. I think it was something like that. He goes, "Can you just?" It's like the middle of the night as well, isn't it? So it's not. It is, yeah. So he says, "I need to speak to Gabrielle, the, his daughter," and she's like, "She'll be asleep, but you can't speak to her." And he goes, he tells us to wake her up, but she isn't there. She has vanished. She was there when she went to bed. She is not there now. Um, the killer rings David's mobile again. The tattoo killer rings David's mobile again, and says, "I've got her. I've got your daughter." Um, and he says, stay out of my way. Let me do my grand finale and she will be fine. That's that's what he actually says to him. So they need to head back to Quebec because they're in Ontario and the, his family have been kidnapped in Quebec. So they get a helicopter and they helicopter themselves back over. We go to David's house. Susie, her name is. I've written it down here. What did I say a minute ago? Sadie, oh, okay. I said, didn't I? Susie. Yeah. Um, she's losing it completely. Her daughter's gone missing. She's not happy. David's crying as well they're kind of they're kind of arguing and also sympathizing with each other at the same time so as you do i guess if your kids go missing why do they they head to a press conference now yeah so it's a press conference to announce where um, this team's going 
Well, I don't think it is that. I think it's it, it does say in the background because it's on the poster. I don't know if it's like the the cup drawer or something like right. that. But it's um, yeah, because I thought that at first. Oh, they're announcing the the sale, but that, it hadn't got that far. So the the um, they were again back at a, an arena and offices where the the executive was. Yeah, he he was going to do the sale, but that's not what the press conference was no, for. No, because he specifically he delayed the press conference because he was taking a call from a Texan. Yeah, on a, like a video call, and with like this so, stereotypical cowboy Texan. That's right. So the the team executive, I think, of Montreal is, uh, yeah, he's not going to sell to New York. He now looks like he's going to sell to, to Texas. Texas. The executive. Uh, go on, go on. <laughs> I was just going to no, give. His I name. think we're going to say the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> his name is Mister Butman. 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 <laughs> David and Martin kidnap him. He's a little guy, yeah. isn't he? I don't know the yes, politically correct way of saying it, but he's a little guy. <laughs> And um, they kidnap him, and because they, I guess they're trying to protect him because they know they someone's are, yeah. coming after him. He's the next target. So they bundle him into the boot of their car. It ends up with Martin going on the mic at this press conference to say that the, this isn't going to happen. Uh, Mr. Butman has gone missing. He isn't coming to this conference. And he, Martin walks off the stage, and the mascot for the team, which is a beaver. I mean. <laughs> It sure is. It's not a zombie beaver, but it is oh, a beaver. This did make me chuckle in, my, in, in myself because, like, I'm now finding this film unintentionally funny because <laughs> it's got a beaver in it. It's basically yeah. The, there's a guy who is not only fist deep in beaver, <laughs> he has completely climbed inside one. Yeah. Um, the team mascot is a, its head. is a beaver in a beaver costume. Um, David notices that this beaver f- is following Martin yeah. as he leaves. So, and this bit, this bit is quite funny because Martin heads down the stairs, but because the beaver's got these massive oversized beaver shoes on, he can't follow him, he can't yes, get down the stairs. So the there's, a, there's a montage of him trying to get down the stairs and sitting down and can't do it. So he has to get in the lift. Uh, obviously, David sees him get in the lift and when the lift opens up at the other floor, they're both waiting for him and they punch it in the face. Who is in the mascot suit? It is Terrian. Yes, it's Luke Terrian again. If you punch somebody while they're wearing a mascot suit, would it knock them out? I don't. I, that beaver had a pretty big, big nose. It did, I, and I think that may have absorbed most of the impact. <laughs> I think you're right. A, a bit of creative license was used there, a little bit, I believe. But again, you you know, we have that old cut, don't we, where you cut to like beaver viewpoint, and they both punch him at the same time yeah. in the face. David gets another phone call from the killer, from the tattoo killer. Uh, David tells him that he hasn't now got Mister Butman, and that he's willing to trade him for his daughter. Yeah. Give me Butman, you can have your daughter back. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying it wrong. It's Butman, Butman. not Butman. <laughs> it's like um, you know in the Goldbergs when the the granddad says Spiderman instead yeah. of Spiderman. It always makes me laugh. He talks about Spiderman. I think that was a Friends joke originally. Was it? I'm pretty sure. Wow. Chandler says to Phoebe, "It's like Spiderman. Spiderman, not his name's not Dave Spiderman." <laughs> so it just makes me laugh. I like it, like Superman. Yeah, exactly. So so the tattoo killer says, right, we're going to meet at... Well, it's like a pier, isn't it? Yeah, he it? tells him to meet him at the it's tower. Like shipping yard. Yeah. Tells him to meet him at the tower, but it is. It's a boat yard. Some nice shots of Toronto in this movie, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. I've been to Toronto. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah, so they meet at this boat yard and the, the killer rings him and says, come on to this boat. Meet me on this boat. So they do. And David tries to do an exchange with Leo instead, Terry in. Yeah. He's like, hey, I have this guy back and I need my daughter. So the kill, the tattoo killer's like, nah, I don't want this guy. I'm not interested. And he shoots him. Yeah. 
and I think this is where he says, "Oh, he used to, yeah, Terry Ann used to be a, a he was a, a youth hockey player, yeah. but his his career was cut short by injury, so now he's just doing my dirty work yeah. basically." Um, uh, yeah, and he he just shoots him dead. Shoots him, kills him. Doesn't not interested. Um, he pulls out Gabrielle at this point and kind of hides behind her so he, that David can't yeah. shoot him. And he makes David drop his gun and says, "Look, give me Mister Butman. Bring out Butman, Butman." Uh, <laughs> and this guy is just like a proper schleb, isn't yeah. he? He's like some I don't know mid early twenties bespectacled sports nerd is that all he was i feel like i've missed something who is this guy is he just a no, fan of the he, team that was angry basically he's a he's a, well in his view he's a patriotic canadian isn't yeah. he he's like i you know we shouldn't be selling one of our teams to to the united states you know it's ice hockey is our sport we invented you yeah, know so all this sort of thing i thought that's what it was but i didn't know if i'd missed who he was which I think it, it sounds crazy but i can think of a few like football fans i've met in in my time, who would um, subscribe to this sort of view. Yeah, agreed. I think you're right. David shouts for Martin to bring out Butman, and he does. And But as he does, the killer... Do we ever get? I don't think we ever get his name. I think he's just known as the tattoo killer. He yeah. starts a timer on Gabrielle on a bomb. He does. She's strapped to a bomb, and it's got four minutes on it or something like that. So this changes the game, and they, they hand over Butman. They tell him to walk over towards him. Uh, but it all kicks off a little bit, doesn't it? And it ends up with Martin getting shot. Yeah, Ward gets shot. Yeah, yeah. Um, the killer gets away with Mister Butman, and as he leaves, the like, David's obviously trying to figure out how to defuse this bomb to get it off his daughter because it's counting down quite quickly. Um, but Martin gets up because Martin remembered to wear a bulletproof vest. Yeah, because there was like a throwaway yeah, scene just before they they went in, and like uh, Ward slides a bulletproof vest over the top of the car to Bouchard, yeah. but because Bouchard's a maverick, he's like he just chucked it that. back in the car. Whereas, yeah, Ward Ward puts it on, which was lucky. So yeah, he, yeah, yeah. So he kind of puts his hand on on Broussard's shoulder, and he's. I didn't like this no. either. I just thought it was really convenient. Yeah, agreed. Because because Ward just goes, oh, uh, by the way, before I was a detective, I was in the bomb squad. Yeah, I know how to defuse he goes, bombs. He's like, yeah, it basically it took all the um, peril out of it, tension out yeah. of it, because he just went, oh, this is a really simple yeah, device. Just you just need to pull out these, pull bombs. those two wires out, and. Th- that was it. it was done. David did, and the bomb stopped. And it was. It was really anticlimactic. Um, David runs out after the guy. He jumps out of a window, doesn't he, and lands on his car roof as he's going past. Yeah. So this guy's yeah. trying to escape in a car. David jumps out of the window, lands on the roof. Which This movie owes him, just, just before you go on, it, it clearly owes a massive debt to like lethal yeah. weapon. Like, yeah, hugely. More, I know there's a lot of buddy cop films, but, but parts of this were so just... Yeah, it's not even hiding lethal it Lethal weapon. Point. It's... Yeah. It's all lethal weapon. Um, yeah, David lands on the roof of the car whilst the guy's driving it, which puts him off. So he ends up flipping the car. Yeah. David manages to get off in time and the car ends up on its roof. Uh, the tattoo killer crawls out of the wreck and they have a bit of a fight. They're David and the killer, they're kind of sparring with each other, fighting with each other. Martin turns up to help. He's handy. He then ends up having a fight with the killer. Uh, David's in quite a bad way, isn't he? The killer managed to yeah. beat the crap out of him. <laughs> Um, Martin helps. Um, whilst Martin is fighting him, he slips something into his pocket. He does. Into the killer's pocket, which kind of ends the fight. And the guy manages to run away. He kind of, yeah, he's limping, running away. He's limping he? and running away. And David goes to go after him. And Martin just says, no, don't worry. Yeah, it's Butman's fine. still in the trunk. Yeah, Butman's still in the trunk of the car, which is upside down. Um, but then Martin's like, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. We'll leave him. He'll be fine. 
and David realizes what he's done and that he's put the bomb in his pocket. So it's a very small bomb. Yeah. And he blows up. End of the tattoo killer. Yeah. Because as he's running, you hear this beeping and he stops, he realizes what's happened and then he just explodes. He does. And that's pretty much the end of the film. The Mr. Butman goes to a press conference and he says no team will ever move to, no team from America, Canada will ever move to America. Yeah. That's his new rule that he's made. And your film ends. Yeah. So the tattoo killer got what he wanted in the end. It's just yeah. He's not around to see it. He's not around <laughs> to see it. Exactly. Go on. What are your thoughts? I really liked it. <laughs> I, 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 I was like I said earlier. I was not prepared or expecting this to be this funny. Yeah. Um, and I was really. I don't know if it's like my unconscious bias or whatever. When when we looked at this and it came out, I was like. And you said it was 6.8. I was like, that's really hard. This is going to have to be, you know, probably me more than, more than you because it's probably not as much your thing. But yeah. I've seen a lot of, like, cop films. Yeah. Buddy comedies. Uh, particularly, my, you know, my wife really likes that sort of thing. Uh, we watched this together and we laughed most of the way through it. Did she uh, enjoy it? Yeah. Really, really enjoyed it. It's one of the most enjoyable things we've watched this season for me. Wow. You're a lot higher on it than I am, um, which is always going to happen because it's it's probably the anti-film for me. Is I don't watch cop dramas. I don't even I don't even watch cop TV shows anymore. I'm not a big not big into buddy cop films. I'm not into comedy films, but I did enjoy this. There is parts of it that are really good. I, I thought the story was really weak. It, it wasn't so much the story. The, the, it was. I thought the chemistry between the two leads was awesome. Yeah, and agreed. This is absolutely the dialogue is just whip yeah. crack. It is yeah. so fast. It's really it, well written. It reminds me a lot of um, I don't know if you've ever watched it, um, uh, but it reminds me a lot of Psych and and like I haven't ever watched Psych. The, the two lead characters in that, and it is just it's really snappy, uh, and and funny. Um, which, yeah, like I said, I wasn't expecting that. I, yeah. Yeah, I had, a, I, had a, I had a fun time watching this. I, I agree, I had a fun time watching it. It isn't something I would normally watch, but I'm glad I've seen it. And I think I'm a little bit down on it because it was so difficult to write notes and read it at the same time. If it had been fully in English, I'd have probably been a lot more on board with it. Or if I wasn't making notes on it, I probably would have been. So yeah. maybe I'm being a bit harsh on it for that reason. I but, think that's a, that's a fair comment because, you know, it, it was really tough to... Um, Really and, I, and I hope we've not missed anything um, major. But it, it was tough to write and follow along. Yeah. Especially, like I say, after the first 10 minutes or so, I tuned in a bit more. But um, yeah, it wasn't easy. Um, no, it wasn't. I think from this point on, we just ban subtitled films. It's no, too hard. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> We're not doing that. <laughs> this is a bit joking. unique because the gimmick is, because of the whole language gimmick, and even some of the subtitles are a joke, and the fact that are, are are the jokes, and the fact that they flip between languages, and then when you've got some characters who are mid sentence changing, and you've yeah. got a subtitle where you didn't have one before, it's tr- it's it is it tricky. Is tricky, it is tricky. But it's I, a tricky I think watch. If if you if you see, I found it really really rewarding. Really rewarding. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's not an original concept. I've seen a TV show called The Tunnel. Okay. which is about a body that's found in the Channel Tunnel, halfway between France it, and yeah. England. And there's also a Norwegian TV show called The Bridge, which yeah. is set on a 
halfway. So it's not an original concept. But they're not funny, are they? No, they're not. No, that's pure proper drama. I just, I think its story lets it down. The whole thing about the killer just being a crazed fan of a hockey team. Uh, I didn't like the hockey references. Don't get me wrong. This is, (laughs) this is very Canadian. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm not not saying everyone in Canada loves ice hockey, but it's ticking a lot of those boxes, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's clearly not aimed at a British sensibility, but no. I still think there's a lot you can get out of it. What was the, was the, are we supposed to think that it's a coincidence that the body was dropped on that sign? Yeah, was that, that done so I don't know if I missed that. Oh yeah, did did Tellian ditch the body and intentionally over the, to, yeah. No, it, I think it just happened to fall on the sign. I think that's the you know, the ridiculous concept. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I hope so, because it seems a bit... I don't understand why you would do it otherwise. No. So the whole thing's built on a really weird coincidence that it just happened to fall on this sign. Yeah, and, it, and it's not all good. You know, the, the reveal the, of the villain falls flat. Um, completely. The, like I say, when they suddenly flip between jurisdictions, that falls flat. Um, the finale did a little bit as well. Maybe just... that's poor editing. But yeah, and then, like you said, the um, quite, quite rightfully, the... There's no tension in the the whole bomb thing. No, um, and it doesn't come across as a joke either. No, it doesn't. It's, it's not like played for laughs when when Ward just turns up and goes, "Oh, yep, yeah, just pull that wife's fun." Yeah, I, you could have maybe done that funnily, and and I don't think that's that didn't come across to me. So they so didn't, didn't even do the whole like tense that. thing where the timer was like on the last second. No, they didn't even do that. So it's no. like there's parts there's parts of it, it's funny, but parts of it really let it down for me. I can understand it is an entertaining film. Do you want to do the trivia questions? I, I do. I do want to point out first there is a sequel. <laughs> there is a sequel. I was going to mention that at the end. Oh, okay. So, this is also on Netflix. Yeah, we're thinking about doing a full length episode just for the Patreons for it, weren't we? Maybe. We'll see. What, what do, I was going to say, what do you? What are your thoughts on that now? I'd, I'd be up for it. I'm, I'm quite interested to see what happens to these characters next. Yeah. I, I'm up for it. I don't know if we'll go in as deep as we normally do in an episode. I'm up for doing it. So if you want to check that out, if we do do it, we'll let you know, obviously. But you'd only be able to find it if you're on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash bottom of the stream. I was going to mention that at the end, but why not? Let's do it now. Trivia. Have you got a trivia question? Uh, Yeah, I've only got one. Going back to the sequel thing, this is the first film we've ever done that's had a sequel. Oh, there you go. The Babysitter is getting one, but there's no other... I checked. There's no other film that we've done that's had a sequel. Good. Trivia. Actually, I might be wrong. What about Cube? Oh yeah, that did have Cube. A... Cube's got a couple, hasn't it? Yeah. Apart from Cube, it's the only film we've done that's got a sequel. <laughs> I, I checked that as well, and then it just when I said that, it popped just occurred to me. Yeah, it did. It just popped into my head. Cool. Who wants to go first? I've got two questions. Have you got? How, how are you doing? Uh, I've only got one, so I'll go you first. You go first then. Uh, just what's the score reminder? Uh, eight, eight six six to you. Okay. Cool. I hate so, this bit. I get really scared at this point. <laughs> I don't. I think I've got a feeling you might get it. Okay. Uh, so. When Ward disarms the bomb, how long is left on the timer? <laughs> I, I do know this, because that is one of my questions. <laughs> uh, it's 33 seconds. Correct. Yes, that's lucky. Uh, now I don't know about my question, because my other question's about the bomb as well. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's I did have one. I did have one from earlier. I can't remember what it was, but I, you, you did mention the answer. Oh, sorry. At some point. No, it's fine. I'm not sure what it was. I I didn't have a question, and then right at the very end, I was like, "Shit, I've got a question." And then I noticed straight away, I got two questions about the bomb. 
Right. <laughs> so one of them was how long is left on the timer, and it was 33. So it wasn't even like peril of how long was left. They'd still got a bit of time left. Yeah. My question to you then is, what colours were the wires that he had to pull? Green. He was, he was told to pull two wires at exactly the same time to disarm the bomb. Green. Right. And? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm stuck between two. I don't know if I remember right. <laughs> uh, green and yellow. One of them is right. Damn it. Green is not. No, I was sure. I thought that was <laughs> definitely. They were, they were yellow and orange. Oh, I wouldn't have got that. Brown was the one in my head for some reason. <laughs> Excellent. 8 7. I'm catching you up, man. Yeah. I'm really catching you up. Cool. Right. Stream table. Yeah. Where are we looking? I think we might differ on this. Where are we looking? Oh, it's top half. Easy. Easy? Yeah. Wow. No question. Top half. So from if I read from eight upwards. Yeah. Uh, eight is take me. Seven is mute. Six is peelers. Five is first match. Four is bad day for the cut. Three is fast color. Two is the bad batch. And one is super dark times from last week. Where are you putting that then? I uh, I think I'm putting it fourth. <sighs> really? Yeah. In, and, above and, bad and, day for the cut. Pardon? Above bad day for the cut. Yes. Wow. I nearly went higher. <laughs> wow. I've, I'm going to be honest. I've mellowed on this quite a bit since I watched it yesterday. When I, but as soon as it finished, I thought about it and I had it in 14th. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, I have mellowed on it a little bit and I, would, I do now think it's a lot higher than that. But I don't think I'd have it that high. You think it's better than Bad Day for the Cut? That was at number one. Yeah, I, yeah. So I, this, I, are you saying I nearly, this, this I nearly, came out earlier in the season, it would have got to number one? Yeah, I I nearly had it higher than that, to be honest. I just I thought it was really fun. I'm gonna have to give up a lot on this. Why where are you uh, <laughs> placing it? At the minute I am somewhere around peelers. So maybe just below peelers. First match is a weird one. I don't know if that should be as high up as it is. I don't remember that with as much affection as I do remember the rest of this top half. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I could See, it's weird because I think it's I don't think it's a better film than Peelers, but I do think it's a better film than First Match. <laughs> I, I thought this is the funniest thing we've seen this year. Funniest, I, yeah, yeah. We haven't seen anything. We haven't done many funny things. This year. Um, I I just thought it was really entertaining. Would you concede at fifth? Sorry, what's what what's that <laughs> just below? So that'd be below Bad Day for the Cut and above First Match. Uh. <laughs> the top four all of the top four have been at number one yeah first match hasn't I don't think at any point it's good enough to be at the number one does that make sense so it does make sense but I feel I'm <laughs> I'm not going as high as I could go by putting it in fourth okay what was third fast colour yeah I think there's an argument for it being better than that I don't <laughs> I really don't I'm happy with it in fifth I don't know if I'm happy with it or going above bad day for the cut don't you owe me one do I? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I do owe you one. Yeah. Are you putting in fourth? I look. I look, if you if you didn't like it that much, I can't put it there. But I, <laughs> I, I would. I that is where I would put it. I I, I thought it was um really entertaining. Uh, but but so was bad day for for the cut. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. I, top five is a good good score. Yeah. You sure? Yeah, well, not really, but... 
this when when this stream table is all said and done there's going to be some weird things in it in weird places and i think we might have a good fun episode of just going through it and seeing what we've done wrong because <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of weird things in here in the in the middle of stuff that shouldn't be there uh, i don't know it has been a bit of a strange it's been a strange uh, season. season it really has okay so we go with fifth yeah happy I, with that? I think it's good I, I, you know, I, that's I was a lot actually, higher than I was expecting it to get last night when I finished. That's interesting because I kind of checked it a bit because I, I, it <laughs> might squeeze into my top three to be honest. Wowzers! But there we go. Wowzers! That, that this is the complete. This is the me and you difference film, though, isn't it? This is you would get something out of this, and I. Oh shit! I've hit my mic. I don't. It's, I was being talking with my hands and there's no need to because there's nobody here to watch me i don't watch cop films i don't watch comedy films and this is a cop comedy film and you watch a lot of cop comedy films that's so. really funny I, I just, it I, is funny uh, i will concede proper to you. tickle my funny bone some of these uh, it is exchanges. the funniest i will agree with you it is the funniest thing we've seen this season we just haven't seen many comedies this season if you look at time out take me they're probably the only two that we've done so it is the funniest thing we've seen so it's number one in the comedy charts if you take that yeah, I mean, yeah, and um, you know, bad day for the cut wasn't a comedy, but it, it did was punctuated by some good, yeah, good, good humour. But this is, um, yeah, this is snappy. This is, uh, it's definitely Canada, Canada's lethal weapon. That's what they're going for. <laughs> there, there are people out there who will enjoy it a lot more than I did. I would give you that. I, I would. Uh, it's a hearty recommendation from me. Cool, 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 cool. You know, stick with the first few minutes, and I think there's, like I say, there's a lot to reward you in this. Yeah. And you've got to be able to concentrate on all the reading that you've got to do. Pacey, <laughs> pacey reading as well. It's not even like slow dialogue. It's fast, fast subtitles. Should we pick next week's film? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> what are you looking to get out of next week? What do you want? Um, do you know what? what? I don't think we've ever watched something on the show that's made me cry. Oh, really? Yeah. You want a, you want a, you want a bit of a weep, do you? I'm, I'm quite, quite an easy crier in films. So Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's my, that's my challenge for the randomizer. Shall I press my randomizing button? Yes, please. I've picked a film called Advantageous. Okay. What's Advantageous about, Nick? Something to do with tennis. <laughs> it's a sports <laughs> film. Don't think so. Okay. <laughs> uh, right, let me find it on IMDb. Advantageous is from 2015. Uh, it says, in a near future city where soaring opulence overshadows economic hardship, Gwen and her daughter Jules do all they can to hold on to their joy together, despite the instability surfacing in their world. That's a lot of words that don't tell me much. <laughs> uh, who's in it? Oh, here's one for you. It's got Ken Yong in it. Oh, no way. But it isn't a comedy. It's classed on here as a drama family sci-fi film. I've never, I don't know if I've ever seen him do non-comedy. I'm just trying to think. No, I don't think so. Interesting. So yeah, go out and check out Advantageous and we'll come back next week to talk about it. Cheers. Thanks. Bye.